Hello and good morning. Today is the 16th of June, 2019. It is Trinity Sunday. It is also Father's Day. I am your regular person, host Jaka, and this is Episcopalian daily office, morning prayer, regular prayers for regular people. Our readings today, oh, actually hang tight one second. Sorry about that. I always forget that my handy Episcopal liturgical appointment calendar uses the liturgy for the Eucharist or lists the liturgy for the Eucharist as opposed to listing the daily office um, readings on Sunday. So I had to go look it up in my book of common prayer. So our Psalms this morning are going to be 93 and 96, Ecclesiasticus 46, 11 through 20. Revelation 15, 1 through 8, and Matthew 18, 1 through 14. And I will give you the blurb about Trinity Sunday. Trinity Sunday, according to the Episcopal Dictionary of the Church, a user-friendly reference for Episcopalians. It is a feast that celebrates the one and equal glory of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in Trinity of Persons and in Unity of Being, which is a quote from the Book of Common Prayer on page 380. It is celebrated on the first Sunday after Pentecost. Trinity Sunday is one of the seven principal feasts of the church year. The proper readings in Collect for Trinity Sunday are used only on the feast, not on the weekdays following. The numbered proper which corresponds most closely to the date of Trinity Sunday is used from the Book of Common Prayer, page 228. The Book of Common Prayer also provides the proper of the Holy Trinity for optional use at other times, subject to the rules of the calendar of the church year. See also Book of Common Prayer, pages 251 and 927. The hymnal 1982 presents 10 hymns in a section on the Holy Trinity, hymns 362 through 371, including Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, Come, Thou Almighty King, and Holy Father, Great Creator. Celebration of Trinity Sunday was approved for the Western Church by Pope John the 22nd in 1334. This feast is associated with Thomas Becket, who was consecrated bishop on Trinity Sunday, 1162. His martyrdom may have influenced the popularity of the feast in England and the custom of renaming the remain, remaining Sundays of the church year, Sundays after Trinity. The Serum Missal and editions of the prayer book through the 1928 Book of Common Prayer name these Sundays the Sundays after Trinity. The 1979 Book of Common Prayer, that's the current one, identifies this portion of the church year as the season after Pentecost and names these Sundays the Sundays after Pentecost. And there you go. God is Spirit and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. 
Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Mother, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, come, let us adore her. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Mother, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, come. Let us adore her. Psalm 93. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He is girded with strength. He has established the world. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring, more majestic than the thunders of mighty waters, more majestic than the waves of the sea. Majestic on high is the Lord. Your decrees are very sure. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. Psalm 96. I sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless God's name, tell of God's salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be revered above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. 
Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Ecclesiasticus, or Sirach, chapter 46, verses 11 through 20. The judges also, with their respective names, whose hearts did not fall into idolatry, and who did not turn away from the Lord, may their memory be blessed, May their bones send forth new life from where they lie, and may the names of those who have been honored live again in their children. Samuel was beloved by his Lord. A prophet of the Lord, he established the kingdom and anointed rulers over his people. By the law of the Lord, he judged the congregation. And the Lord watched over Jacob. By his faithfulness, he was proved to be a prophet. And by his words he became known as a trustworthy seer. He called upon the Lord, the Mighty One, when his enemies pressed him on every side, and he offered in sacrifice a suckling lamb. Then the Lord thundered from heaven and made his voice heard with a mighty sound. He subdued the leaders of the enemy and all the rulers of the Philistines. Before the time of his eternal sleep, Samuel bore witness before the Lord and his anointed. No property, not so much as a pair of shoes, have I taken from anyone, and no one accused him. Even after he had fallen asleep, he prophesied and made known to the king his death, and lifted up his voice from the ground in prophecy, to blot out the wickedness of the people. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 16, the Song of Zechariah. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Then I saw another portent in heaven. Great and amazing, Seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is ended. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mixed with fire, 
and those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name, standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and amazing are your deeds, Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Lord, who will not fear and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you. For your, judgment, for your judgments have been revealed. After this I looked, and the temple of the tent of witness in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, robed in pure bright linen, with golden sashes across their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave the seven angels seven golden bowls, full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were ended. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle K, a song of our adoption. Blessed are you, the God and Mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, for you have blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Before the world was made, you chose us to be yours in Christ, that we should be holy and blameless before you. You destined us for adoption as your children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of your will, to the praise of your glorious grace, that you have freely given us in the Beloved. In you we have redemption through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of our sins, according to the riches of your grace which you have lavished upon us. You have made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of your will, according to your good pleasure which you set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to gather together all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 14. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child, whom he put among them, and said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like a child, like this child, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck and you were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks. Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to the one by whom the stumbling block comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or lame than to have two hands or two feet and to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into the hell of fire. Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones. 
For I tell you, in heaven their angels continually see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. <clears throat> Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We're going to be using the healing prayers from Enriching Our Worship Volume 2 again. We, we will use the litany beginning on page 30 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, holy trinity, so the source of all wholeness, blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life, hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Jesus, child of Mary, you embraced the world with your love, hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name, hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. 
comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Our Mother, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death, and now reigns with you in glory, Hear the cry of your people, have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us, your servants, grace, by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith and worship, and bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory. O Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit live and reign, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. We will now pray the prayers for those who are sick, which is all of us, beginning on page 64 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. May God the Mother bless you, God the Son heal you, God the Holy Spirit give you strength. May God the Holy and Undivided Trinity guard your body, save your soul, and bring us safely to his heavenly country, where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, watch with us over your children, and hear our yearning that they may be restored to health. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Gentle Jesus, stay beside your children through this day. Take away their pain. Keep them safe. Help them in their fear. Make their bodies strong again and their hearts glad. Thank you for your love which surrounds them always. Amen. Jesus, our Redeemer, good shepherd of the sheep, you gather the lambs and carry them in your arms. We entrust our children to your loving care. Relieve their pain. Restore in them your gifts of joy and strength and raise them up to a life in your service. Hear us, we pray, for your dear name's sake. Amen. Gentle Jesus, though we are not worthy to have you come under our roof, you are God's word of healing to us. Be with us now that we may know your presence in one another and rise up in joy to greet you. Grant this, for your love's sake. Amen. Blessed Jesus, living water, solid rock, uphold your children, loose the fetters of sickness, break their yokes of pain, and from this land of affliction, lead them home. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness for which we have no cure as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own. Deliver them from fear and pain, and send your Archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Merciful God, in your love and wisdom you know the needs and fears of your people before we can name them. Grant that your children and we who watch with them may be enabled to surrender all their cares to you as you care for them. Give them peace of mind and unshakable trust in you. 
Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in your last agony, you commended your spirit to your Father. We seek your mercy for your children, especially all who are dying. May death become for them as it was for you, a birth to everlasting life. Receive those whom we commend to you with the blessed assurance that whether we wake or sleep, we remain with you, one God, forever. Amen. Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of your children and their loved ones. Comfort them, grant them the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you, and help them to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. In your tender mercies, O God, remember your children who expect or have just received a grave diagnosis. Help them to trust in your goodness and believe that after a time of trial, they shall be established on the firm foundation of your deliverance. Amen. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to your children for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Father. Grant your children, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your children, the anxieties that perplex them, the despair that frightens them, and their frustration at their inability to think clearly. Help them to discover your forgiveness in their memories and know your peace in their distress. Touch them, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your hope. Amen. O blessed Lord, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. God, 
the strength of the weak and the comfort of those who suffer. Hear our prayers and grant your children the power of your grace, that their sickness may be turned into health and their sorrow into joy. For Jesus Christ's sake, amen. Spirit of all healing, visit your children in your power, renew health within them, and raise them up in joy, according to your loving kindness, for which we give thanks and praise, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve your children, and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs that their weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your loving care. For the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy and blessed one, shine on your children who lie sleepless. Illumine their spirits and give them rest in you, so that they may recognize you as the true God, who brings us out of darkness into our eternal light. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, in these places of unrelenting light and noise, enfold your children in your holy darkness and silence, that they may rest secure under the shadow of your wings. Amen. Sanctify, O Lord, the sickness of your servants, that the sense of their weakness may add strength to their faith and seriousness to their repentance and grant that they may live with you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Loving God, we pray that you will comfort your children in their suffering, lend skill to the hands of their healers, and bless the means used for their cure. Give them such confidence in the power of your grace that even when they are afraid, they may put their whole trust in you. Through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen your servants, O God, to go where they have to go and bear what they have to bear, that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, they may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people, but in Jesus bear that pain with us, and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to your children. And by your justice, lift them up, that in the body you have given them, they may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord Christ, you came into the world as one of us and suffered as we do. As we go through the trials of life, help us to realize that you are with us at all times and in all things, that we have no secrets from you, and that your loving grace enfolds us for eternity. In the security of your embrace, we pray. Amen. God, your loving kindness never fails and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving your children relief from pain and hope of health renewed. Continue the good work begun in them, 
that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, they may rejoice in your goodness and so order their life always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Loving God, inspire by your Holy Spirit those who are afraid of losing hope, especially your children for whom we now pray. Give them a fresh vision of your love, that they may find again what they fear they have lost. Grant them your powerful deliverance through the one who makes all things new, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Giver of all grace, we pray your peace, which passes all understanding, for those who are developmentally disabled. Grant that they may always be sustained in love, their gifts honored, and their difficulties understood, that none may add to their troubles. We ask this in the name of the one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Thank you for persevering in prayer with me for healing. I really appreciate it. All right, let's talk about the Psalms. So Psalm 93. This is basically a hymn extolling God as God above all gods, king of the universe is the way my commentary puts it, which I kind of like. Then um, Psalm 96 talks about praising God who comes to judge the world. And we've, we've talked about this before, that, that judge is not, does not have, in the context of biblical text, the same negative connotations that we as Christians have put upon it in today's world. Um, God is the only judge, right? And he he judges the world with righteousness, as it says in the last verse, verse 13. And this is the cause of great rejoicing because what it means at the crux of it, I think, is that God will come to set all things right. And our Old Testament reading speaks to that as well. Um, The judges also with their respective names whose hearts did not fall into idolatry and who did not turn away from the Lord. May their memories be blessed. I think what this is saying here is that God imbued his power to make things right to earthly judges who followed him, who placed him, God, first in their hearts and fix their focus and their sight upon God. And that this would then be a holy legacy, this ability to set things right. What a gift. I would hope that all of those in authority with the power of judgment would have this God-given gift of the ability to set things right.
that sounds like a really awesome holy legacy to me. And then um, the writer goes on to speak about that legacy. Samuel, in particular, um, who by the law of the Lord, so by God's way, right, he judged. And he kept turning back to God. And then I think this is fascinating. Even after Samuel died, he lifted up his voice and prophesied. I think that I think that maybe there's something to that. That our voices echo after our death. Let the echoes of our voices, God, speak your truth, even after we have come home to you. Let what we leave here on earth be your love. Let us from the grave continue to set things right. Amen. Our New Testament reading, Revelation. Revelation always fascinates me. I've done at least one, if not more, in-depth Bible studies on it and the myriad of ways in which to interpret it is just fascinating. So this again is is judgment, right? The judgments of God have been revealed. They are going to set things right. And I believe that part of setting things right is redemption. So then there's a piece that I want to talk about here. Um, First God's judgment First, God's judgments are revealed, and then the tent of witness in heaven was opened. So there's witnesses to the judgment. There's heavenly witnesses, because as the commentary says, the temple of the tent of witnesses, referenced in verse 5, is the heavenly counterpart of the tent of witnesses that accompanied Israel's journey through the desert. We're going to turn quickly to Numbers chapter 9, verse 15 for the reference. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant, and from evening until morning it was over the tabernacle, having the appearance of fire. So this is when God came and dwelt upon the ark. He was physically present in the tabernacle. And if I'm getting this wrong, just correct me. But this is what I think is going on here. or My, my interpretation, my research. Um, and in order to, to meet God, those appointed went into the tent of meeting <laughs> where the tabernacle was, where the ark was, where the covenant was, where God was. So apparently there's a, there's a holy parallel and I think, I think what's going on here is that the tent of meeting on earth and the tent of witnesses in heaven um, are those messengers, um, intercessors, etc., who go forth to witness God's word and deed and bring it back to the people. 
now through Christ, the veil is lifted and we can each go meet God on our own. And so I'm not sure exactly, Spirit, what would you have us take from this? I am not sure. I, I think it might mean that there are some who are given the eyes to see the works of God, the judgment, the putting things right, the redemption, and to spread that word. And I'm not saying that this places disciples, because we're all disciples of Christ, above others, but perhaps there are some who are messengers. I think that sounds about right. There are humans and angels who are messengers, that that is their God-given mission. I don't think I'm getting quite the whole crux of it, but perhaps the Holy Spirit will explain it to us in better, better detail and better than I can as we go. But I, I think there's something there to that. Okay, now we get to talk about Matthew 18, which is like one of my favorites. Um, man, I, I love this. It's so affirming for me. Um, I get called out rather consistently <laughs> among some folks in, in the re religious communities that I intersect with for my naivete. And I think I might just start quoting back this to them. You know what I mean? Childlike faith, that's really, that's all that it's about. Childlike faith, that that trust that we had before trust was destroyed. And for me, it's super important um, and redemptive because I don't actually remember having that human childlike faith as an actual child. I, Some of you who know me personally know this. Um, I was abused from the time I was a toddler. So I don't remember what it's like to have trust and faith in other humans because the humans who are supposed to be protecting me let me down. And, and so finding, discovering, unearthing, redeeming a childlike faith in God, there is for me at least no earthly parallel. And so when Jesus describes the relationship it is the purest example and it has taken me a lot of cooperation with God in transforming my heart to be able to have this evolved childlike faith. And it's really only recently, um, you've heard me talk before about coming from a place of fear and scarcity. And that is where I lived my life. That's where I made my decisions because I didn't have trust in God to take care of me. And over the last few years, as God has been gracious and worked with me and led me and seen how God guided and protected my soul, even through the darkest parts of my human life, he has kindled in me this faith. And man, I wouldn't give it up for anything. So it is completely reassuring to me when Christ here gives a protective warning and a promise of vengeance for those who would snatch that childlike faith. 
So praise God, I think it's a beautiful thing that we evolve to a naive understanding and belief and faith in God. Like we had it at birth and there is, I've, I've heard it put this way, unlearning. Maturing faith involves some unlearning. And unlearning mistrust, I think, is part of this. And it's, I don't know, it's cyclical and beautiful and just really, really speaks to me. And I think that's all I've got to say about our readings today. That's probably more than enough for y'all, huh? All right, so that being said, all of that being said, let's go forward here. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, at all times, with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together, even virtually, in his name, you will be in the midst of them. So fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy has always protected us and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.